Hello, my name is Richard Claywell. This is Litigation Speaks. I have another episode for you today, and what I want to talk about is benchmarking. Why is this important for an attorney? What winds up happening is if you do the benchmarking incorrectly, that's going to make your company-specific risk wrong. It's going to make your projections wrong. It's going to make your present value wrong. It's going to make the total value of the company wrong. So you need to be aware of this because this will help you understand what's going on with your case and potentially produce better results for you and your client. What I want to talk about, first of all, is what is normalizing what does that mean in real English? When we have financial statements, everybody probably knows that they're based on what's called GAAP, which are generally accepted accounting principles. When those are done, those are typically in three different types of reports. There's one called a compilation report, there's a review report, and an audit report. These are based upon historical financial statements. There's a company that produces benchmarking data. How how have these companies performed over X number of years? And the company that we use, I think the company that most people use, is called Risk Management Associates or RMA. So the data that's produced by RMA is historical financial information. When we do a business valuation, we go through a process that's called normalizing. On the normalizing, we adjust for and or remove anomalies that are there. So what kind of anomalies do we have that we have to contend with? We have non-recurring events. Let's say that we we sell some assets that are out there. How many times can you sell the asset? It's only once. It's not recurring, so we want to get rid of that. We also want to determine what a reasonable compensation number is for the shareholders. We don't do these types of things in the historical data. So if we use the normalized data, we are not comparing apples to apples, we're comparing apples to oranges. So the indicators that we have based upon historical data does not match up or line up with the normalized data that some people will use on occasion. So that's what I want to talk about is how that process works. The gap information, generally accepted accounting principles information, again is based upon historical data that we have. These are compiled by various companies that are out there. I use RMA, I think that's probably the the largest, most respected uh, data source that is out there. They compile the data and they will tell us based upon what tranche that you're in, say from zero to $500,000 in sales, from 500 to 3 million in sales, uh, 3 million to 5 million in sales. And so you have to select the area that you're looking for. Underneath that data set, you will have all sorts of balance sheet ratios. You will have all sorts of income statement ratios. You have turnover ratios. These are what are called key performance indicators. So what we're looking for is what are those key performance indicators and how does my company that we're valuing compare to those key performance indicators. So if we do, we just call it a gap analysis for generally accepted accounting principles, 
if we do that gap analysis, historical to historical, we can look at that and say, based upon the company size that I'm dealing with, the key performance indicators for, for RMA are X. The key performance indicators for my specific company that we're valuing is Y. How close are they? How well am I performing compared to the industry data that's out there? So it gives me a gauge for how risky this company is, how well it's performing, uh, and, and if there's any problems with the particular company that, that we're dealing with. If we have ratios that are, are real high, uh, for example, uh, and, and I've taught a number of different courses uh, through my career, the, the current ratio from an accounting standpoint is considered to be two to one. I'm not sure where they got the number from. And so the question I always ask my students is, well, if that ratio is three or four or five to one, it's got to be better. And almost everybody is, is going to say, yes, that's correct. And it's wrong as wrong for me. Because as those numbers get larger, we may have stale receivables that we can't collect. We may have stale inventory that we can't sell. Therefore, that manipulates that number. So instead of being two to one, now it's three, four, five to one. But we can do that from a historical standpoint to see what's happening with our company's ratios compared to the industry. Now, when we normalize the data that's out there, and then we compare that to the RMA or other data source that you have, that's incorrect. Because now we're comparing apples to oranges. We've made adjustments to the balance sheets. We've made adjustments to the income statements for anomalies that are out there. We're adjusting these to fair market value, not historical cost. So all the key performance indicators that are at historical cost no longer apply because we're trying to use fair market value. So we're going to get a wrong answer. They just don't match up. So again, this affects all things we talked about at the beginning. Your total value is going to be incorrect. So this is a good way to destroy the credibility of the expert because they obviously don't know what they're doing, uh, but it is something to take a look at. In the uh, report that we're going to put on LinkedIn, I've got a copy of a little table, and what it shows is that this particular expert showed RMA for uh, one year. They did not show the data for the remaining years. They got six years. The only RMA data they had is for year number one. Then they show all the adjusted data for years one through six. So there is no trending. There is no benchmarking. You have no idea how this company, even though it's on adjusted, it's anywhere close to what the historical is. But this analysis is incorrect. You should not compare normalized data to general accepted accounting principles or historical data. It's just, just, just an error. So when you get your financial statements, take a look at the analysis that they've done for the benchmarking. How have they handled that? Is it based upon historical gap or are they basing it on normalized data that you have? If you can't tell, you need to ask your expert or send me an email, give me a call. Uh, I, you send me a couple, two or three pages of the report, I can tell you uh, which one they're using. So hopefully this will help. If you have any questions, feel free to give me a call or send me an email. If you have any questions on any topic related to valuations or damages, 
uh, feel free to send me an email and ask me a question. I'll be more than glad to talk about it uh, in this litigation speak series. Have a good day. Thank you.